Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious, the talented, the great Bridget Todd. Oh, I love the air horns. Thank you for that introduction. I I, oh. I always feel I can like hear the air horns even when you're not actually doing them. So I appreciate yes. it. <laughs> how uh, are you? Yeah, how have you been? Things are good. Uh I feel like how are you is almost like a triggering question these days. Like, yeah. what are you? What is that supposed to mean? How am I? <laughs> <laughs> um, you are in D.C. I am uh, in D.C. Coming at you from Columbia Heights. Columbia yeah. Heights. Uh, and is is there because that that city changes based on like the administration, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I moved. I lived in D.C. for a really long time. I moved here at the tail end of the Bush administration. I was here for both Obama administrations and the Trump administration. So I'm definitely, the city definitely changes based on the current administration. I can tell you that in, uh, when I was here for the Bush administration, you would see dudes walking around with like um, cowboy boots and like cowboy hats and like, um, what do you call those Bolo things? ties. Bo yeah, yeah, bolo ties. The like there was a real like weird Texas vibe because of George Bush. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the the city definitely changes based on who is in office and like what kind of people are moving to the city for what kind of administration. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, that's brutal. All right, all right. I wonder Has, what Biden what Biden yeah, boys are going to look like washing around. A lot around. of like, people is... with like really tight faces. Just <laughs> maybe smiles. The veneer yeah. movement is finally going to touch down in DC. Yeah. I can um, see it. Yeah, I has the changeover happened yet? Like have uh the MAGA folks vacated? People are just jubilant. Like <laughs> I think it is, you know, when you live in DC, it's like you see these assholes around. Like I saw Ivanka Trump yeah. outside of a soul cycle once, you know. You see Ugh. these people like I don't imagine that me and a lot of Trump administration officials are going to the same places, but every now and then you'll see them if you go to like a fancy restaurant or something, you'll see officials like all my friends have planned out, like, what would you say if you saw, you know, Jared Kushner out on the street? What would you do? Like, would you yell at him? What would you do? Uh, but the vibe in D.C. is pure jubilant. I'm talking people spraying champagne on the streets, people hanging out of cars screaming. We cannot wait to be rid of this motherfucker and all of his cronies. <laughs> so we're just so happy. Yes. That were you in DC on election or not election day, but day of the day they called it? I was in D.C. the day it was called. Um, it was, so I, I think, wait a minute. I think I came a, a day later. Yeah. Uh, it was, the vibe was still very jubilant. And honestly, like, all my friends who were in D.C. when it was called, they, the, the images they showed me, the, like, videos they showed me, people stood out on their balconies and banged pots and pans in celebration. Oh, the yeah. only thing that I could even compare it to is I happened to be in Paris when France won the World Cup. I, that's the only thing I could compare it to. It was like that level of of collective joy, like strangers high fiving in the streets. <laughs> the banging pots and pans is my favorite because it's just like so just infantile and just like ah, I'm happy and just like yes. banging on it's, stuff. It's such a like 
Yeah, it's such a like infantile expression of of happiness where you're like, I just gotta make this loud noise. <laughs> <laughs> that rules. Steve, we like to ask our guests what's something from your search history. Um, this is a little crazy, but I looked up I, I tweeted this late last night. The the mega church that I used to work at that I grew up with. This I guess this has happened in the past couple of years. I just wasn't paying attention. But the senior pastor, who is brilliant, who's a brilliant preacher and stuff like that, uh, kind of stepped aside so his son that I grew up with could take over. Mm, And uh, his son is one of the worst preachers I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Uh, I knew he was bad. I knew he was bad 20 years ago. He's a year older than me. I grew up with this guy. And the the, um, so the same draft class, basically. In yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah. I know this guy. I know his ex-wife now. And then his my first girlfriend was the sister, his sister, too. I know this family so well. But uh, I found out that and I started watching his clips on YouTube. And um, <laughs> you guys, I tweeted it, but I'm like for real going to tag you guys in a clip uh, because it's the worst preacher I've ever seen in my life. It makes zero sense. If you know preaching, <laughs> you can tell you all the reasons. I can tell you all the reasons about why it's bad, too. Uh, but if you know preaching, it's even worse. But any layman could look at it and say, this guy's out of control. And I, what I actually, I, the search history was, I looked up his new wife, and I found out that she's a member of this weird other mega church family from back east called the Muncies. So this is Faith Community Church. I looked into this, too, also. I posted this clip on Twitter, and it's kind of blowing up. And I guess this church that bought their property in West Covina for $4 million about 25 million years ago is selling it now for 30 million. And I don't know what they're going to do with that money. So Mm. I'm like the combination of looking into his preaching and me knowing this family and knowing like the kind of shady ways they're doing. I'm pretty sure I'm going to do like a limited series podcast on it and because i know this family right. and they're going to try to run away with this 30 million and um, all i have to do is post pictures of this guy's preaching and you'll understand what a fucking joke this is and um, this is in west covina yeah. this is in la county so i don't want you know people think of mega churches as happening in the south and shit this is a half an hour from us guys so i want to Shout out West it. Covina, you know, shout out to Ikea in West Covina. <laughs> shout out eric great the IKEA. dude who used to hook me up with quarter pounds of kush out in west covina great town great town the, so I looked I'm, up this guy's wife, and so yeah, that's that was my last internet search. I'm Yo. looking at your Twitter page right now because I was like, because uh, I grew up in churches, going to you know K through 12th grade was either Lutheran or Catholic school. So I'm a, I've been around the Word of Christ, and <laughs> looking at this clip, I have I'm just watching it on mute and hearing you. I'm like, oh yeah, this dude is full of shit. But I just just to indulge us, I'm just gonna play a bit of a soundbite of it just so we can get an idea. I just love the way it captures it here. Verse one says, the Lord is. How do you start? This is how it starts. The Lord is. We talk with people and people, we start our sentences with the world is. The world is falling apart. You talk with some people and you're like, well, the government, the government is. You talk with- okay, I have to stop there because I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That is that's failing to, to connect on the most I, basic I, level. I got to keep watching. I just don't want to put people through the slog yeah, 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 of watching B-grade pastors. Shout out to nepotism, y'all. Nepotism yeah, yeah, I, is I the great. I absolutely don't want to. Um, yeah, I, I was going to actually play the clip. I had the idea to have it and bring it. But you have to watch it. I don't want to put anyone through that. I'm so <laughs> mad because his dad really is brilliant. He made mm, me fall in yeah. love with the Bible and the word of God. And the fact that he just passed it on to this piece of shit, who's a he's a legit bad person, and wow. he, he hasn't looks so read much his older Bible. than you. 
He like yeah, he hasn't read his Bible. I know the Bible and I know his dad's preaching. And I've I've been watching hours of this guy's preaching, guys. It's available on YouTube, Dan Reeve, Faith Community Church. And uh go check it out. And I know his dad's preaching, and he's basically ripped off a ton of his dad's preaching too. So I'm like, oh, wow. I'm I'm pissed. He's like, uh, let me just let me just freestyle off the top, y'all. Something I was writing for my sermon. How about this? Uh, love is patient. Uh, love is kind. Love does not envy or boast. Wait, you said what? This is Corinthian. Get the fuck out of my face. Oh, God. <laughs> America, American nepotism is mm-hmm. I feel just so. So they're about to come up on thirty million. Yes, and it's you know churches are nonprofits. I right. know this church. I'm telling you. I haven't been this excited for a project because I've I've people started messaging me that used to go to the church. A lot of former pastors, they've they've always come to me because I used to work here and they've been messaging me things and I don't like know it what they're been you, bro. It's a nonprofit, so they right. can't steal the money. But I know what that family does a lot of times is they hire every member of the family, and because it's a church, it's tax free. So everyone gets like a hundred grand to do a different job, or you do a mm. different bunch of different jobs. Uh, I know his dad, this is a West Covina church. They started 40 years ago. The dad lives in Newport Beach, and they used to just come into West Covina and preach oh, and go back to Newport Beach. Some some Devin Nunes shit. Oh, Not yeah. Even and from here, bro. Tons of, they started doing tons, getting tons of plastic surgery. It's a whole thing. I know. I mean, I, the reason why I'm so hype about it is just I'm so mad they gave it to Dan. Yeah. Like, I was going right. to let it go. And this $30 million seems so fishy to me they're going to break apart the mega church and they said they're going to start a bunch of smaller churches but i just don't see them doing yeah, it. so i, I want to look energy into it. i love this energy it's like <laughs> it's the kind of, it reminds me of when i used to be on facebook and i would see some <laughs> shit about somebody like i kind of halfway fucked with but then you see some up there like this motherfucker <laughs> are you fucking let me and then i would be like hold on come here sir let me tell you about this person right here on my laptop and they're like i don't know them i'm like yeah but wait till i tell you about that <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it yeah fuck that guy what's something you think is underrated lazy I'm 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 in a big Netflix wave right now, so you're gonna get a lot of Netflix takes. Mm-hmm. It's catching on now and it's getting popping, but Queen's Gambit. Yeah. Uh, yes, I almost didn't watch it because I was like, "Oh, more white lady TV." And <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like, "I love chess. Like, I haven't played in years." But when I was a kid, I would play with my dad. And as I grew up, someone said this on Twitter, and I was like, "Damn, maybe my dad did scam me." Because my dad taught me how to play chess, and then we would play against each other. And he always be like, "Want to bet?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, I bet twenty dollars." He's like, "I bet you watch my golf clubs." And I always had to watch his golf clubs. I was bad at chess. <laughs> Yeah, wait, Lacey, I played with you. I don't know if you were playing the same because I remember the way you were moving the rook around the board. I was like, that's... Oh, no, the uh... rook can do everything. The rook can do everything. You ain't know that? That's a grandmaster. That's a whole grandmaster new rule that people don't know about, but the rook can do anything. Oh, which which grandmaster did you study under? Uh, Grandmaster Flash? Flex. (laughs) (laughs) Fat Five Freddy? They taught me everything I know about chess. You don't even need a king for real. Like if that nigga go down, you can keep playing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who said that. Yeah. You still got pieces left. Um, yeah, you still got with pieces her. left. I, like I hate playing with her. Okay. Yeah, they basically they just created a like rock star chess expert. Like that. Yeah, that's I, sort of the idea behind the show. 
But I love it because it it is does give me second wave feminism vibes. But it is like there's a moment in the show where the girl is signing up for her first competition and the men are like, oh, uh, you're not ready for that. What's your rating? Blah, blah, blah. She's like, I want to be in that tournament. They're like, but nobody ever does that. They're, she was like, is it against the rules? <laughs> and they were like, no. She's yeah. like, put me in there, bitch. Anyways, I'm going to go take just, my <laughs> drugs. <laughs> just so that's the one thing. If you're in recovery or, yeah, trying, oh, yeah, trying to get sober is very... Very triggering because she and takes drugs that make her better at chess. Oh, like, come just on, like man. stress drugs, and yes. I won the tournament. <laughs> yes. Also, like when she gets clean, it's not realistic because it's like she goes on a full fucking bender for like what seems to be a month, and then she just gets clean. And it's like yeah. she would have had withdrawal. There would have been a bad period of like feeling horrible. So like yeah. if you yeah if you're dealing with substance abuse issues or or just not even issues but like you know the challenge of the quarantine is pushing everybody hard right now. So so yeah. maybe don't watch Queen's Gambit because that shit makes drugs look fun. I was like, a chess board on the ceiling? Lit. Yeah. Where yeah. the yeah. <laughs> Like, that's the way to play. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Although there is somebody who dies of alcoholism uh, or, like, dies of... What what's the disease that turns your eyes yellow? Oh, hepatitis. Jaundice? Hepatitis. Yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah, you right. Dies and of hepatitis actually... from alcoholism, but they don't like dwell on it. They're just like, ah, shit, and then just like move right, forward. Right. They're like, oops. Well. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> but Jack, that did make me think of the episode that we had where we talked about people randomly dying um, in the Dominican Republic. Because oh, it was like they right. were on vacation, so they kind of made it right. like that vacation death we talked about. Where it's like, oh, you having lots of fun, and then you die. So y'all, yeah. watch out if you have doing Thanksgiving. Don't go too hard on the right, turkey. Right, they were and in Mexico, right? And that, yep. that when she passes away, I would, mm-hmm. I would now that I know what I know that, aka now that I read one book about the history of the CIA, uh, I would, <laughs> I would assume that she was murdered by the CIA. They go. have a heart attack. They have a heart they attack. They sent in gun. a jackal. Yeah, they were yeah. just like she's too, she's too powerful. We have to take. Somebody she loves out. The tertiary option. Yeah. Yes. You got to do it undercover. You send in the jackals. <laughs> oh, man. I can't. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll come right back. And we're back. What is something from your search history that is revealing, uh, that is embarrassing, that you don't want us to know about? Well, I don't know that I would say it's embarrassing, <laughs> but it doesn't need um, something that I have dedicated a lot of time to researching and reading every single comment about is Janet Huber, the original Aunt Viv on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. Uh, they just had a reunion on, I think, HBO Max. And I remember thinking, like, oh, my God, are they going to bring out Janet Huber? I don't know if y'all watched it, but Janet Huber and Will Smith finally buried the hatchet. And so I have been doing Whoa. some deep Googling I need to just know every every detail of this feud to like remind myself. She has held a grudge against him for like since the you know nineties. This is this is this this beef has really aged. And I didn't realize that was still an active beef. Well, they buried the hatchet just this week, but it's been like if this beef was a child, it will be like twenty years old. Right? <laughs> it yeah, it will be old. Yeah. Maybe it's like, I wonder if like Will Smith is in the reconciling mood because of his journey at the red table. Oh God, remember that? (laughs) Just like, just drag me. You guys just, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Like the clip that I saw, she really, you know, was open about, she was like, you said I was difficult and that 
really damaged my career. Like that's not a thing that somebody, uh, a star can say about a woman of color and not have it like really damage her career. And like the fact, like that's kind of, I don't know that that's the sort of reconciliation that you don't usually get. Usually it's just them being like, yeah, but we're past it. And like, not like actually like bringing the, the actual damage to the foreground. I, I don't yeah. know. I'm here. I'm, I'm really excited to watch the reunion now. Yeah. You should definitely watch it. It is. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I cried. It's, it was, mm. and also it's like quarantine vibes. So like everything is like hitting, at least me, everything is hitting me emotionally that in, in ways that it maybe wouldn't before. But I think you're right. I think I was happy to see the conversation take that turn of like, well, what does it mean when you call a black woman difficult in Hollywood? It actually, it, it means a lot. It's not, you're not just casually doing that. Um, but then also it really got me thinking like I, a lot of us, myself included, like grew up on Fresh Prince. Like they kind of weirdly, even though it's a television show and they're fictional, they felt like family to me in a lot of ways and watching them reunite now and then talk about um, Uncle Phil who passed away. Like you really see like, oh, wow, this is like, I feel like I grew up with them in a kind of way. I know this is very cheesy, but no. it was just really hitting me in all the emotions. <laughs> That's a, I didn't realize that that was the grounds that their feud had been on. I just knew that they didn't like each other for some reason. I have to watch this. Yeah, yeah. you should definitely watch it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize that either, and I, I applaud uh, her for like coming out and you know be like saying that to like one of the biggest most powerful stars in Hollywood and also him like leaving that in because it, yeah. it is like yeah. yeah I think people realized a little bit more like the depth of of what happened there yeah I didn't realize I would just this is all just from the trailer but that Uncle Phil was like a Shakespearean actor and after oh, the scene yeah. yeah after the scene where Will was like why, do, why doesn't he love me or uh and like Uncle Phil like hugs him like he said into his ear now that's acting. Oh. I was like, I, that was, it that gives was me chills. <laughs> that's awesome. That that was acting. That was so good. He mm. now that you say he was a Shakespearean actor, everything about like his voice, his like the way he yeah. carries himself, you're yes. like, oh, that is Shakespearean Just actor. Just knocking energy. down that back wall with yes. that voice. Yeah. With that. And he had <laughs> such gravitas, right? Yeah. Like he really had a presence. And uh oh, and so then cool. Carlton, when he did the Carlton dance, he walked up to him and said, that's dancing. <laughs> uh, that's not true. A couple of scams I wanted to get your thoughts on, Lacey, uh, Scam Goddess. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a new scam where it's kind of a two-sided scam, a mutually beneficial scam where uh, small countries like Cyprus are offering uh, something called citizenship by investment. Uh, which mm. is where where rich people like donate you know hundreds of thousands of dollars to the country and can then become citizens of that country and you know so basically citizenship becomes something you can buy as opposed to something that has to do with like where you were born um, and the idea is like this used to be a big deal for countries like, you know, Pakistan, where that might be on like a uh, travel advisory list or some shit like that. And now that the U.S. is crumbling, rich people in the U.S. are starting to buy this shit up to so that they feel like, first of all, they can flee 
if the taxes get too much, but also they can flee once we come for them. Wow. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm going to start selling passports as well to places like <laughs> yeah. Honda. <laughs> yeah, they're like, try and find it. It's not on any of these lists, so you can go anywhere you want with that. That's what you want is, is something that's not on the map. <laughs> oh, yeah, and it's made of vibranium, so be careful with that. The other thing, I mean, they have this in the U.S. too, right? Like, because, you know, right. I think a lot of countries, like, it's like, like you spend like $2 million or some shit, and then it's like, all right, we'll 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 relax our immigration laws. But it's interesting that like in the context, especially of the US passport being like a fucking scarlet letter in terms yeah. of trying to travel around the world. I'm like, fuck, bro. Right. Like I'll drop fucking three million for a Cyprus passport just so I can go to fucking, you know, the Argentina, wherever the fuck people go on these whimsical jet setter vacations. And then one other scam that I hadn't really thought about, uh, but people somebody who's like a, a political historian. Uh, for NBC tweeted the question of like, where will President Donald Trump's presidential library be located? Uh, and obviously that Florida. got a whole, <laughs> whole host of uh, responses. <laughs> Somebody created a fake website that had like stuff like the alt-right auditorium and like just <laughs> very detailed layout of what his... Uh, oh shit, like, all the renderings are look like. amazing. Yeah, the renderings are pretty Trump detailed. Banners. And like a COVID nineteen victim reflection pond where you can reflect on all the victims of that disease. It's, it's just a mirror where it has an outline of Trump's hair, so when you look at it, you can just kind of frame your face with Trump's hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He I'm, would really oh, have sure. that in his library, though. Oh, the victim reflection library. pond is a mirror for him. It's not yeah. a fucking anything. You know what I mean? Can I say um, that his library would probably be the most fun of all the presidential libraries? Because I bet you there'd be like a bar in that bitch. You could probably buy, score some Adderall. <laughs> like it's <Right>. too- <laughs> Get anything they, over there. Yeah. So that is so that's something like I had always heard of presidential libraries. I knew they were a thing. I didn't realize they just happened like starting in the 20th century because FDR, like they needed to store his presidential papers, like all the papers he left behind. And so they were like, yeah, we'll do a library where you can, like, look through all of his shit. And, like, from there, it ballooned into this thing where now it's just, like, a propaganda. It's like a Disney attraction that is a propaganda wing Mm -hmm. for, like, how that president wanted to view their own presidency. Like, Richard Richard Nixon, uh, up until uh, a few years ago, had, like, his account of the Watergate scandal was a coup perpetrated by his rivals um, (laughs) at at the Nixon library. Um, You can visit like the hater section. It's just like all the CIA. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. It's kind of a great scam that you just like get to create an entire like physical location that is just a propaganda like Disney attraction. Like Reagan has a whole air hangar with like his Air Force One have you and been like there? a bunch of the helicopter? No, I haven't. It's like a trip you take. I remember I think when I was like seven or some shit, or some sometime in the nineties. I was like, "What is this fucking?" It's thing? in California, right? Yeah, they're yeah. so dangerous. It's just that's a, a huge issue with American history is we love some propaganda in America. Like I've said it a million times, like we rewrite history all the time, and it does have an effect on what people see and what people think of this country. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's. Not great. Donald Trump's presidential library will probably paint a huge difference. I bet you there's no acknowledgement to COVID. I bet you it just didn't happen. It's like. Yeah. 
No, it, yeah. that'll be because it already is way more of a Donald Trump style like bullshit machine than I had realized. Like with the like they even took a Irish pub that Ronald and Nancy Reagan had like stopped in and had a beer in. They took that and like just cart like broke it down, broke the Irish pub down in Ireland, put it in boxes, sent it to California and rebuilt the pub and then like put the glasses that they drank out of like under gl- like museum glass so you can't touch it you can just like see it it's very strange it's like a did the weird... pub want that what if you were a I... pub owner and one day they just came and was like look we actually need yeah. this for the presidential library so y'all ain't got a pub no more i'm like you need it for what yeah. the president's this is my fucking pub what the fuck are you talking about look here's a, no, remember when there's a bartender when still in there in? like what the He's the wiping down happening. an invisible counter. <laughs> yeah. It's not there anymore. It's just force of habit. Like, remember when you served that Heineken to that old white man? Yeah, so now we need your business. What? <laughs> Who was that guy? He did a t- he did a really offensive Irish accent when he was in here, too. <laughs> nah, come on. That that guy, great actor. He would nail an Irish accent, right? But that's also a flex when you could like brute force be like, I want that thing here now. Right. I don't it's... care. Like, break the fucking pub down and crate it and ship it here and then rebuild it in Simi fucking valley. <laughs> now that we have what is undoubtedly going to be our worst ex-president in the history of the presidency, like, it, the idea that pre- ex-presidents get to be like the kid from the toy where he's just like, give me that person, bring them here now, uh, is pretty wild like that and probably going to backfire uh in the way that everything about this dude's presidency has like shown the shown america's ass to the world he's gonna be like i want i want an animatronic section like have you like you know (laughs) historical reenactments so i want a big version of me and I'm fucking I'm ripping Hillary's head off and I'm punching <laughs> it into the sea. Like and that'll literally be the twenty sixteen election. And Would then that we'll surprise do you? Would that surprise you at no. all? Then we'll have another section with Robert Mueller where I pants him and you can see how weird his butt is and everyone laughs. <laughs> and then that'll be the <laughs> Russia investigation. It's like I feel like he would go that far to just completely just oh, wholesale be like, that was the Russia investigation? You pantsing Robert Mueller and laughing at his weird butt? It's on a plaque. The Hall That's of Presidents happened. is just him, like twenty different times, taking credit for uh, ending slavery and like everything other presidents did, just in different. Yeah, you ways. know Barack is not going to be in there either. No, no. Oh no, it's Trump in blackface. Yeah, yeah. That's being the Barack Obama. You no, know, he's been dying to yeah. do that. Yeah, thinking me. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> All right, let's take a let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk about uh, the true meaning of Christmas. And we're back, and the Rockefeller Christmas tree. I think we all can agree. <laughs> most important symbol. The seasons are changing. Yo, the, it's actually like kind of a wholesome origin story that, like, during the Depression, while the construction workers were like building uh, 30 Rock, like the construction workers themselves decided to buy a giant ass Christmas tree with their own construction worker money and like put it up as a symbol of hope for the city during the great depression. Like when nobody had any money, they were just like, nah, fuck it. Let's chip in. 
we'll decorate it with our own like Christmas tree decorations from home. Um, so this oh. has been going on for for close to a decade oh. or close to a century, and it started like with uh, the actual people as opposed to like some corporate sponsor that is like the first national bank lighting ceremony or whatever right. the fuck is well that's like america you know it starts off with like a sincere gesture from normal yeah. human beings and then a corporate's like get out of my way we're gonna brand it fuck you this is a new thing here's a doll buy it yeah. for this christmas for your kids um but anyways our writer jm i i talked shit about the appearance of the uh this year's rockefeller christmas tree uh, I got on the yeah, this is so appropriate for 2020, bro. Look at this piece of shit Christmas tree because <laughs> uh, it did look like shit in the pictures people were posting. It looked like it just looked like the Charlie Brown Christmas tree, like a giant version of the Charlie Brown Christmas tree yeah. with like just you know a couple branches, a couple pine needles, but that was about it. But apparently, that's what it always looks like after it's been transported for two days and it's just like all bundled up and shit and so yeah it looks like vacation weed you know, <laughs> on the beach. i'm like are you sure bro what the fuck is this <laughs> but yeah i guess i mean if you look yeah. at the one from 2010 like it, it looks like shit I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we get some arborists on to tell us if our sh- our tree shit talking is on point or are we missing some nuances you're like i don't know Man, check out that branch. Those branch clusters looking pretty good. Yeah, but I don't know. I guess one way to interpret it is that like we just don't usually look at the tree right when it's hauled out, like without any decorations on it, That's for true. like a sign of the year <laughs> to be like, ah, see, the whole year is fucked. <laughs> look at that uh, thing. <laughs> look at, that, look at thing. that tree that was all wrapped up in shit on the exactly back of a right flatbed. for twenty twenty. Um. <laughs> I would never look like that if I was bound and laid on a truck for yeah. two days. Are and you gonna Are you gonna get a tree this year, Jack? Yeah, yeah, we're going to. Uh, probably this weekend. That's usually when we do it. I got my shit up last night. What is that real? Yeah, I bought a fake one for the first time because I was like, I a I like the I love a tree, you know, because I love the scent. That's really the only yeah. reason I get it is just to basically have a big ass potpourri dish in my home yeah. that smells like you know dove, like a, a fir tree or whatever that is mm. that pine scent. But then like the when the needles start coming off and I got pets, so that shit just like starts scattering Ooh. everywhere. And then the pets want to drink from the little bowl where the fucking tree water is at, and I'm like, yo, it's it, it just I'm like, fuck it, let me just get the the cheap sixty dollar joint that. I just have to put in a box every year and bring back. I'm actually liking it. It was it was nice. It, it has the nice shape because, like to your point, when you buy them and like you get them at a tree lot and you're not getting the one that's like they're all sort of already on stands and stuff. They're like, okay, yeah, let me pull a six footer from you that's already wrapped up. You're like, fuck, is this gonna look good? <laughs> right. And then you get and it you home, actually you're like, can't know. Yeah. yeah, and you got like work the branches and shit to try yeah. and get them like be even. It's, and you it's get much like easier. sap on your hand, and then like papers are sticking to that for like three weeks. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And then, then, not then you're disbarred because the judge is saying you're making specious <laughs> legal arguments. It's all it's all bullshit. But, uh, I think uh, I think I don't normally like to get. I don't have kids. If I have kids, then I'm doing all this shit right away. But I don't normally like to buy one. But I think I'll buy one this year just because. Uh, I I just want. I like the real one. I even like Damn, to think about okay. death. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when so when it's dying, I want to think about that. Plus, you know, you guys see my Instagram. You know, I got to take a picture of my girl by a tree. She'll love that shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, but um, 
Yeah, I think I'll buy one this year just because we have there's there's like we're gonna have nothing. It's gonna be like yeah, like oh Char- yeah. Charlie Willy Wonka and the check when he gets the loaf of bread. We're gonna have <laughs> right, just the right. fucking tree, the loaf. Yeah, yeah. just that loaf. <laughs> of um, but but I'm ex- I'm excited. I love the holidays. I didn't used to because I came out of the church and there's a strong streak of like oh this is such a bullshit holiday. But the older you get, the more. Anytime you get time off of work, anytime you can see your loved ones or just like take time to think about what's good about life, like I'll fucking take that shit now. Yeah, any yeah. way it comes. I, I love the state secular, sanctioned eating. Yeah. The secular <laughs> side of it that like, you know, we've been celebrating this before Christianity, like just as the the day that the earth is trying to kill you the most. Yeah. And we all get inside <laughs> and get drunk and eat a lot of food. And it's actually uh, humanity's mating season when you look at like how the uh, birthdays line up. Like this is the time when most babies are conceived. So it's I, I like that. I like that side of it. Just people fucking in a hot cave. Exactly. <laughs> fucking with Our some, ancestors. Some whiskey milk concoction. <laughs> fucking I, egg to me, that's like the greatest. Sugar. You know, we have all these dating rituals now, but back then it used to be villages and you just just grab the closest person like like that's to me. (laughs) Like, yeah, we're just animals, baby. I know we've created all of this, but give me that fucking, uh, you know, you know. Yeah, but with the great. lights off, you know, you don't want to yeah. be a swingers party and the lights. Come <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Still respect a, this. Maybe a small fire flickering in the corner. But don't. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. would say, you know, like be, to your point, Steve, of like, you know, we're not going to get the same activities that we normally do. Like, I would love to hit a Christmas market or some shit. Shout out to the Vancouver Christmas market. I love that one. But there's shit, like shit that you do that's out and about and you're like, oh, let's go look at this. Since I can't do that, I'm fully just trying to transform like my living room into like a Hallmark Channel fucking <laughs> like yeah. fever dream because I put a I got a wreath. I put a wreath on my wall inside the fucking house. <laughs> like I'm I'm on I will be uh, trust me on fucking December 25th, I will be Karen Gray. Uh, I am a you know 49 year old white woman from the San Fernando Valley who yeah. does not fuck around with the holidays. Like I'm I'm tr- I'm trying to get new candles and shit. Yeah. I'm fully invested on like getting my senses as immersed in that just to make up for like the other shit. And yeah, people easy. can't see it, but like you spent the you know you took a few days off and came back with yeah. an amazing blowout. That thank you I, so much. Yeah, yeah, I got the. It looks I mean, great. Very chunky, full disclosure. But like yeah, yeah, I got the hair transplant because I didn't want to wear a wig. I was telling y'all, it just doesn't feel the same. So I want to nice. get the transplant. I got the you know, can I speak with your manager, Kate mm-hmm. Gosselin, edge cut, like edge. the edgiest woman in Yuma, Arizona, uh, and yeah, I'm just feeling good. You know, yeah. And then there's also the fact that they found like this really cute tiny owl uh, in the Christmas tree uh, that they named oh, that Rockefeller. Our... Uh, this year? Yeah, this year. That's this year they. This year's a... Ken Bone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> tiny Rockefeller owl. is tiny tiny owl. The Rock Rockefeller, the tiny owl, uh, and was I don't know, you know, transported from wherever the tree grew. They had to put it in like an animal sanctuary. Uh, because it was dehydrated and like oh. malnourished, <laughs> and so they gave it a bunch of water and mice. This thing is a killer. Don't ever forget it. Owls are like the greatest hunters. Have you ever seen those videos where like they show all the different animals like flying and like how much sound they make, and then an owl goes and yeah. it's just complete silence, Silent just killer. stealth as fuck. Anyways, this tiny, cute little owl s- still 
eats red-blooded uh, animals. What were for... those like Scandinavian pilot women? Oh, like... the uh, yeah, the um, night witches. Right, because wouldn't they kill the engines and yeah, just start they would gliding? Yeah, kill the engine, glide over, and just drop bombs. Like, wow. You know, yeah. shout, out, shout out to the owls throughout history. If, when you <laughs> yeah. come through silent and you just fuck the whole thing up. <laughs> just like drop bombs with their hands out of airplanes. Oh. It's like, yeah, hey, hey, get me another one. Yeah, yeah, prime <laughs> yeah, another one that right here. Eat that one, motherfucker. Yeah, have me another one. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this week's weekly zeitgeist please like and review the show if you like the show uh means the world to miles he he needs your validation folks uh i hope you're having a great weekend and i will talk to you monday bye